welcome back again, and we thank you for tuning in for another episode here of the Iconist Podcast. I'm your host, Barry 3D Carter. 3D stands for Deep Dark Delicious. Hey. hey. And I'm here with... DJ Rod C. What's going on, people? I hope you're having a great time. Let's do this. Come on. We're going to hear some good stuff tonight. Come on. Oh, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. So we all know, I mean, we all know what's going on in the past year, COVID, and we're all locked down because of COVID. So there's nothing else much to do because of COVID. So COVID. we are going to keep bringing these episodes even when COVID ends. Yay. And we can go outside. But till then, we're going to bring you some gems that you can read, some gems you can watch, uh, yeah. you know, and just, just, just talking about it. So we are going to talk about, once again, um, uh, one, one of my favorite authors, um, you know, more of late, you know, Mark Miller. Got it. Got it. You know. Oh, go on. Yeah. And we, we in today's, today's, you know, Jewel we're bringing you is MPH, just like M miles per hour. Miles per hour. Um, definitely listen. Um, Mark Miller has been dropping some gems. Uh, we know him from, you know, other iconic stuff. Um, Juniper Lanet is coming up just now, uh, but this this particular this particular series is something that I would say that you guys would like. I know I saw it for the first time. Barry brought it to my attention, you know, to get ourselves prepared for this, and I said MPH. But okay, cool. You know, I'm going to read through it. So when I read through that, I will just say personally, this is this is a very nice story. Um, there is a lot of different dynamics of understanding a person's mindset yes. and how how simply put we're not trying to give it away right away but you know the understanding this is a mark miller thing so you notice some kind of supernatural powers are involved in this and now understanding the that's a good way of saying when person wheels wheels that's that amount of power oh. how does it how does it affect you and um I will say there's a very good breakdown and you can see a whole bunch of different angles and uh, we're going to get into it, but I'm letting you guys know that uh, if you get a chance, definitely Barry and I will tell you later on, make sure you follow this. We'll tell you more about this again while we go through, but MPH, sit back, relax. You guys are going to join what you're about to hear. Let's do this. Yo. Exactly. See, so I'm wearing my flash hat and wearing my flash shirt, you know. <sighs> One of the few times where I had, I don't look good in hats at all, but whatever. I had to put this one on. This one's a, a collector's gem. I had to put it with the lightning bolt on, double up the lightning bolt over here. That's right, because, you know, I don't have an MPH shirt, but we got a, I got a flash ensemble. So, uh, yeah. It's all about we, that speed. It's all, all about, about that speed, speed, man. It's all about that speed. Dude. The question is, how fast can we go? We have no idea how fast we can go, but we're going to find out how fast we can go today. And if you want to know how fast I can go, either you got to check me out on my comedy or you got to see me on the dance floor. Because while I'm on a dance floor, I'm going extra fast. That's right? Right. That's what he does. Yeah, king of the dance floor. Y'all don't know. You all don't know. <laughs> Born and raised. Hip hop for life. R&B. House. What? Got a house? Disco. Classic rock. Okay, I'll dance to anything. Y'all don't know. Challenge me when you see me. When we can get back out there. Um, but let's get him back. Getting back to our boy, but Mark Mark Miller. So this is another one, right? And we're doing a whole lot of them on Mark Miller. Uh, I think he's he's creating it. You know, uh, Mark Miller World. He's Miller World as he's putting it. Mm -hmm. he's got a, a lot of gems out there that have kind of slipped under the radar. So we want to shine some light on them. So as I said before, we're talking about MPH before we go any further, please like subscribe, share. So this way, you know, when the new episodes pop up, we're going to be dropping these uh, once a week. Um, as you've been seeing, and thank you for jumping on board. And if you could donate to help the channel grow, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, this is a passion project. So we just want to have as much fun doing it as Definitely. hopefully you enjoy listening to it. So, you know, Here's another tidbit. Me, me and Mark are pretty much almost the same age. So, yeah, he was born in uh, in, in December 
Oh, oh man, he got shafted. He, when I say by shafted, he, he was born in December 1969 on December 24th. He was mm-hmm. born New Year's Eve, so he was his parents' gift, but that means he only gets one gift. It better be one heck of a gift come Christmas time. <laughs> yep. The only person that got shafted that way was Thomas, our boy Thomas. Uh, yeah. yeah, he born Christmas Eve, man. It... <laughs> yeah, his birthday party and Christmas party was one. One and all. It's like merge. Yeah. Merge. <laughs> merge and form, you know. <laughs> uh, so... As I said, that's Mark Miller. Mark Miller, once again, we, he's done stuff. So you got, you know, Jupiter's uh, Jupiter's Legacy, as Rod said, is coming out. Uh, you know, by the time you probably see this, it'll be out on Netflix. Um, and he's supposed to have more stuff coming on Netflix. Uh, as we said before, if you're not sure, he's done Kick-Ass. He's given us, you know, Hit Girl. He's given us Kingsman. Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, wanted, you know. Yep. Yeah. He gave, once again, he gave Samuel L. Jackson a job. It's because of him. That's why Nick Fury's black. This is why why Nick Fury looks like Nick Fury because you know they wrote and drew Nick Fury as Samuel L. Jackson in the Ultimate Comic Book. There you go. Yeah, there you go. and the the beauty of what I like about Mark Miller is sometimes people say, "Well, I want to start a new series. I don't know where to jump on, where to jump off." Mm-hmm. His books are self-contained, meaning you'll get five, six issues, generally speaking, and that's the full run, beginning to end. Right. It, it's like a good mini series. It reminds me of a lot of the. Uh, the shows I've been watching lately that are coming from the UK where their seasons go, you know, anywhere from maybe four to eight episodes for a mm-hmm. season and it's done. So yeah, you don't have to feel like you're in there for 20 something episodes um, holding on. It, you know, it's, it's a nice read. It's easy. Uh, the, the, you know, so he was a co-creator on this particular project, but you know, he still got his hands in it with, with the writing. And, and this is what we're focusing on. Uh, so, as, as Rob was saying, there's four main characters in here. And, and the whole question, it comes down to the question of, like, Peter Parker, mm. right? With great responsibility. No, sorry, with great power great comes power. great responsibility. Yeah, exactly. With great power comes great responsibility, you know? And then, you know, the other saying is absolute power corrupts absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's true. It teeters. It, it teeters definitely. And we're going we're gonna to see that. Um, we're going to break it down. There's four main characters here. And... The great thing about this, Mark was able to definitely show us. Um, I would look at it as the force, the full spe- spectrum of someone mm-hmm. who's fully taking, having, utilizing that power and taking it for the full, the full max of let's say not evil, but just saying like saying I'm getting what's mine. I'm having this power. I'm just going to do what I want without worrying about the consequences. Versus someone who's on the other end who's like saying, at the end of it all, they realize. I should use my power for good. And then you have the other two that's in between. And you can basically see, when you read the story, you'll understand and you'll catch that, where those spectrum of those people are, and you'll see where they are. You can see the gauge. And eventually, when you get through the story, you'll start to pick up, oh, this person's going to do this. Ah, that person's like that. But then they do a little switch up later on. So it's a great thing. But again, it gives you that whole, that whole mindset that you know, absolute power comes, you know, basically, absolute power comes absolute responsibility. It's a version of both phrases, but that's basically what it is. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, you know, the book opens. I mean, when you open the page one, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you see, you know, some people in the background. You got two stoners sitting on a mountain, kind of looking over the road. And all you see is this one bolt of, like, you know, of, of, of force. Like someone's running top speed right. that, and they're going so fast they can't control themselves. It's ripping up the road. They run into uh, a mall. The mall kind of falls down on the person. They pull the person out. They're covered. 
and you know it's like they got out there with hardly any scratches and all that and the person's like look i'm really sorry i didn't mean to hurt anybody is anybody hurt i hope not you know the authorities show up they say when the army gets here they're going to deal with you and and there's no fight no surrender you know i mean the the, the person just surrendered. surrenders automatically right yeah saying i have no more powers i'm done he's just listen i'm sorry and everything along that line so yeah that's yeah, basically exactly you know basic. so um that that's how it is and then it automatically it flashes back so and then it goes over to detroit so Mark has a good uh, handle of what's happening in Detroit. It, it keeps everything current in the real world. So it's more like how Marvel treats their background. They always base their characters, generally speaking, in like real locations, like New York and Canada, you know, Israel. Um, right. So he's based it in the real world. Of this story starts in Detroit. Right. And so what I'll just make a quick note just to add that the first scene, the opening sequence of the scene is basically time stamp. So as soon as you see that, the first box, the first entry has a date of 1986. Yes. So whatever the scenario is that we just spoke about happened in 1986. And then when it comes to Detroit, it's like a couple of years, in a few, not a couple, but it's now in that sense, the time was written, that's present time. So right. we got to think of it that at present time now, we're going to start in Detroit. Yes. So just to kind of break it so you can understand you understand MP, MPH's speed and so forth, seeing the vision, like you said, of someone running fast and they're like tunnel vision and stuff like that, running miraculously fast in 1986. Now we're going to jump to 19, sorry, 2014 at the time right. this was printed. And um, yeah. Oh, well, we'll come back to that part. Keep going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no problem. So then the tale follows four main people. So I'm not sure if you can see them behind me. Uh, I'm kind of blocking it, but there's four main characters. So the main character, is his name is Roscoe, right? And then you have his girlfriend, which is uh, Rosa. Rosa, right? Right, well, Rosa for short. And then he has another friend of his who's named Chevy. Mm -hmm. And then there's Rosa's younger brother, brother. Mm -hmm. who goes by baseball. Baseball. Hey, you know what? Everyone's got nicknames, okay? I, I got a nickname. Uh, Rod's got a nickname. Our parents had nicknames. <laughs> it just ends up. <laughs> right? I know more of my family by nickname than I do by their real name. So when they ask, say real their real name sometimes on the phone, I'm like, I don't know you is. is. And they're like, it's me. Oh, right. Right. You're, that's a nickname. You wouldn't have gotten that name, you know, from birth. If not, that, that would have been really funny. You know, <laughs> would have said some relative had a, a little bit too much during the, the baptism there. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the characters and it comes out you know, 2014 Detroit it goes into a bar. You see them all, you know, you see pretty much the, the, the three of the main, or sorry, two of the main characters. Sitting the main characters yeah. Right. So you see Roscoe and you see uh, Chevy, Chevy. Right. and they're talking to another guy and clearly you can tell this is like a drug deal going on. So it seems that Roscoe was, you know, and you come to learn that he's a, a runner. He, he takes the drugs from the dealer that was the main guy running that part of town and drops them off at other people. But he's, he's very positive. And that's, and I think that's a saving grace for this character is that mm -hmm. even though he's in this world and he's in this situation, so at this point, Detroit is bankrupt, just like in real life. A lot of businesses have left Detroit. A lot of things are tough in Detroit right now, like how it is right now, present, well, presently, or even back then at that time, that that was the, 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 the pulse of the land at that moment. Right. 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 So everyone's trying to do to get by. And I mean, there's not jobs there. So when there's no jobs, people kind of go more to the sign of the, you know, the other side do of the survive. Yeah, doing stuff to survive. That's basically what it is. The mindset it, is we do stuff to survive. Exactly. So, you know, you have, you know, uh, Roscoe, you have uh, Chevy, Chevy there. 
and they're talking to the main guy um says oh i need you guys to you know take this package over to run these drugs and all that but his boss influenced him right and what i mean Mm -hmm. he goes hey you know what you want to do if you want to do something big you know you should make yourself a vision board you know, and then this is in real life. If you want to do something, you, you make a vision board, you put all the things you want to achieve. If you want a certain type of house, you put it on the vision board. You want a certain car, you put it on the vision board. You, you want a certain amount of money, you just write it on the vision board. And you see that every day. And that's positive reinforcement for you to keep trying to attain your goals, right? So everyone's vision board is so different. So he learned that from his, let's say you call him the kingpin for now, the big yeah. boss, right? Uh, and he was actually implementing that in his life saying, Hey, in X amount of years, I'm going to have this house with, um, uh, 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 oh my God, um, not a Mustang. His dream car was, uh, Oh, it was a Chevette. Yeah. I think it was a Corvette. 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 There we go. He wanted a blue Corvette. That was his dream car to be down in LA to have money to, you know, get with his, to be with his girlfriend, you know, he wanted to marry her. That, that was his one and done. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is cool. Um, so Chevy steps up and says, Hey, well, you know what? I can do the drop off. And he goes, no, no, no. I need my best guy on it, which is Roscoe. He's going to do the drop off. So Roscoe goes to do the drop off when he's there at the drop off, you know, he's at a, a restaurant, he's sitting down and he's talking to the guy he's supposed to give it to. And right. he, he's at a, you know, whatever fast food restaurant inside. He's got his big box on the table wrapped like a gift, like a birthday present. And he's like, oh, well, you know, it's easier to walk down with, you know, the drugs wrapped up as a birthday present in a box with, with, you know, wrapping paper and a bow. No one's going to question it. They're just going to look and say, oh, it's a cake or someone's getting a gift. And he's talking to the guy saying, oh, I never do drugs. Um, I'm really just doing this to use this as a stepping stone so I can get the money in five years. I can turn around and start investigating in property and not do anything illegal. So I just need, he goes, I bank 80% of all the money I make, I bank it. So me and my girlfriend can mm-hmm. invest in property, move away in the house, move in a house, be away from here and start living a positive life. This is just a stepping stone. Right. And it's to the point that he's so positive and you see he's genuine and he's, in a bad situation, he's doing this, mm-hmm. that, you know, next scene, all you see is the next panel, the guy goes, man, I feel really guilty about this. And I was like, what? And all, he goes, all the guns come out and the guy that was supposed to be the, the, the guy who's selling it to was an mm-hmm. undercover police officer. Busted. Busted. Yeah. <laughs> Busted. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it basically looking at that from that standpoint is really, really hard sake, sake that even the, the, the undercover co- the officer was like saying like, he was really having a good rapport. You can feel that rapport through the writing and everything like that. And you're realizing, okay, this, this is, this guy is actually like, you know, he may be, they may be doing, doing stuff legally, uh, but both are realizing, oh, that's a nice idea to have, you know, I never thought of putting the items, the drugs in a cape box and just walking down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, that's what my boss told me. He gave me that type of inspiration. He's a very forward-thinking person. Like, yeah, great. I'm sorry to do this. What? Click, click. So now we just basically now end up, um, the next scene is basically end up now they're in prison. Well, basically, uh, Roscoe's in prison. He's getting visited by his girlfriend and his best friend, Chevy. Hard times. Hard times, indeed. And, it, and it's just... <laughs> Hard times. Mm, mm. Yeah, he, he's doing some, I can't sing, but he was doing some hard time. 
<laughs> Sorry, go on, Rod. Yeah, no worries, no worries, no worries. And, and it literally, for what he got caught, he was definitely was, um, like Barry said, he had hard times. So basically from the 15 jump. 15 years, man. 15 years. But this is how positive Roscoe was. Roscoe was saying, yeah, it's 15 years. But, you know, uh, I can get out as early as 10 with good behavior. If I join the chapel and yes. do some extra work, I can shave off another 18 months. Uh, if I do a volunteer or this, a volunteer that. He basically knocked down in his head with positive thinking, knocked down from 15 to 5. So yeah. I'm still going to have to do 5. But at least I know if I do this, 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 this. Yeah, and, and I'll, he had I'll be out. Of- like you, you nailed some of them. And what the one that got me was he goes, "Oh, I signed up for drug rehab," and and both of them look at him like drug rehab. You don't even do drugs. He goes, "I know, but they don't know that. So if I sign up for drug rehab, it looks better for me, and that knocks off more time. And also, thirty, you know, prisons are overcrowded at this point. So because right. of overcrowding oh in prisons, they usually look oh at people with good behavior and shave off another thirty percent off your sentence. Like I mean, right. he no. still had his vision board." in there and he was still thinking positive and people you know he had prisoners looking at him and was like okay whatever man and and he's mr it's okay it's okay right. i'm in jail but it's okay it's okay Listen, i i looked at this in the sense like you know god forbid and hopefully i never have done any you know anything to be in a position will be in jail or anything like that but right the positive outlook that this guy had the idea he just made me think like yo why are people thinking about like this like you know you're not saying you want to get out early but at least if you come with a positive idea and come with a plan listen accept accept the situation you're in and this is how i'm going to positively work myself out i'm like thinking mark miller let's go back to mark miller that's some good investigating that's some good research right? i would have i would never have thought you put me in my wildest dream man i'm in i'm in jail man the first thing i'm doing is crying and knowing they're gonna change my name to wendy what listen oh my god put a wig I on me thought, but I'm like, it's hilarious. I was just I like even even some of the stuff you would have thought of, but the amount of stuff that he has listed, I'm just saying that's a lot of good research on that. Um, yeah. Listen, um, yo, you continue because I'm just I can just go more detail. This. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Before we know it, before we know it, we're gonna spend like another three hours, and we're only on we're only in episode four. Like we still have another one to go, people. We're not gonna go that far, people. Just give me the heads up. But this just to show you, like I said from the beginning, it's oh, a yeah. very good oh, book, and absolutely. it's a lot. And, and, it's a good read. It's a good yeah. Read. It's a good read, and hopefully, you know, they, this is, I mean, I know he signed a deal with Netflix to bring more stuff out, so hopefully these are one of the projects he will actually throw on the table, uh, you know, because it won't take much special effects-wise, depending how they want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm being realistic, right, because if it's too much in special effects, it's going to kind of kill the project. You just mm-hmm. got to get some actors that can really sell the characters, you know, and the special effects are going to come in because, you know, MPH is miles per hour, right, so it's supposed to be something fast, so we're going to get to that. Um so in jail, he has this whole positivity thing still going on. Um, you know, he still, still has a dream board. board. Too. Mm-hmm. That's the part I'm about to say. He still has his dream board. You got a dream board? I mean, this guy is positive. Yeah. I mean, I, my head is Sorry. You. I saw that. I was like, wow, this guy is good. You know what? And that says something like right now, like, I mean, right now, we're in the, the pandemic right now. We all know this. We hear about it. We see it on commercials. We hear it on the radio, everything going on. And if you can have a, a smidgen, of the positivity that he has. And you know, honestly, I mean, it's a comic book, but if you can keep positive, like mm-hmm. how he is mm-hmm. in, in, in adversity, yep. this speaks to what speaks to a lot of people. Honestly, you, you want to see how it can go read it. It's not just a superhero tale. It, it's really about being positive and having that mindset. And, you know, you come off, you get back on and you see how it works out. So yeah. he's in jail. He's got his dream board, his vision board. Uh, 
He still goes through all that. Um, you know, there's guys walking up to him. It's like, hey, man, you want to use some drugs? He's like, no, I don't do any drugs. He goes, I don't touch that stuff. It's for small-minded people. I'm not I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do my time. My, yeah, my girl my girl is out there. Um, I'm going to hold out and wait for, you know, her. And he's still getting messages back and forth, right? Now, what's the turning point? So one guy walks up to him and says, um, hey, man, you know. Um, so his best friend calls him mm-hmm. and says, look, I just heard some stuff. And he goes, oh, what'd you hear? He goes, well, that same guy, you know, the, the, the drug lord, the one that you were looking up to, he's the one that sold you out. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, he's out here talking about how you wanted to get with Rosa. Um, he wanted you out the way. So he set you up, sold you out to the feds, you know, and that's, and that's, and that's it. Because the whole time with Roscoe, he went in there to do his time. He wasn't going to snitch on anybody. Right. But as two, yeah. he, and when he found out that he just got played, he was like, oh, hell no. And he called his lawyer. He's, he's trying to call the, the press. He's, he called the press. He called his lawyer. And everyone says, oh, no, it's too late. We need that guy out there because we're still going to follow him to see who the bigger person is that's supplying right. him. So he missed his window of opportunity. And that's where he has a crisis of faith. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he, one guy, one inmate comes up there, makes a comment about his girlfriend. He figures, okay, I've just been shafted. Now I got nothing to lose. He turns mm-hmm. around and just beats the hell out of him. Like they don't even show it. You just see him grab like a, a pot, you know, and then next thing you know, you see him back in his cell because, like, oh, so how was your two weeks of solitary confinement? And he's got bandages all over him. Just dark and scary, man. Just dark and scary. Yeah, exactly. And once again, the, the local drug dealer in, in the prison walks up and says, hey, you know what, man? You want to try uh, some drugs? He goes, well, no, I don't do this. And he goes, no, no, I know normally you don't. But seeing that you just got shafted. Uh, your girl could be out there now sleeping with a guy and all this stuff is going on. What do you have to lose, man? Now you're back. And he goes, now because of that fight, you've added more time on to your plan. So you're not mm-hmm. going to get out in five years. Right. What do you have to lose? Yeah. Uh, at a low moment, he turns around and the guy goes, look, I'll give you one on the house. And he pulls up a bottle of pills. And mm-hmm. on the pill bottle, it says MPH. And he goes, what is that? He goes, I don't know, man. It's something new. It came in my shipment. Here have one pill all right then takes one pill he goes and next thing you know roscoe kind of goes into like a seizure he starts frothing at the mouth uh-huh. you know um he the, the drug dealer turns around and says oh we need it we need a medic team come over quick yeah get him on there on the stroller they're rolling him down and while they're rolling him to the infirmary you know he's just saying describing all these things is like oh you know the lights are blinking everything seems to be going so quick and, and slow at the same time and, and then he goes, I just had to close my eyes and open them to focus. And then everyone stopped moving. What? Nobody, everyone's standing absolutely still. He gets off the gurney. He starts walking. Then everything goes black. It comes on again. And he's like, what's happening? And so the long story short, he realizes it's not that people stopped. He's moving that fast. What? That's when the speed kicks in. So we get this is all about like a this is like this is why I'm wearing my flash shirt. This is all about super speed, but like I mean to the to the nth degree. And he gets out there and he's like, Oh, so when the lights flicker in this prison, the lights flicker once every hundredth of a second. And I'm at you don't normal eye wouldn't catch it. But he's catching it and it's like a total blackout. So he's not even running. He casually walks out the prison, walking for him is moving super speed for everyone else. Right. Then he's like, wait a minute. And when he's out, he walked out the front door and he stops himself and he goes, oh, I should go back. He goes back into prison and gets the bottle of the MPH 
from the guy who was giving it to him, the dealer, and then he walks right back out. And then right. from there on, he goes back uh, to his neighborhood. Right. So the adventure starts from that point on. So like Barry said, he was walking out and he realized, wait a minute, he realized, like Barry was saying, that he realized that, okay, the speed is kicking in. Uh, we're not going to say the speed something because that's a different company. We're not going to say that. But he realized, I didn't say anything. I never said a word. But he realized, like, hmm, I wonder if this thing will wear off. Will there be a limit? That's when he realized, let me go back and get the bottle because he doesn't know where he'll find another batch. So right. now the story basically goes from there. So now he's realizing at the time he's outside. Let's just put it this way. If you could just, look, just jump back a second. From the time he jumped off the gurney, walked around slowly. And mm -hmm. literally, as Barry is saying, he is walking, just walking. And it took him just to hop the, hop the, hop the desk, get out the front door, walk outside, realize, then ran back, walked back in to get the pill and came out. At this moment he was outside is when people looked down at the gurney and realized that he was gone. So this yes. to give you a clarification of how long it was for his time frame versus in the hundreds of a second that people realized he was there. He's frothing. We got to get him in. Step. Frothing. Look. Where's this guy? All that time he's already outside. I go, yeah. He's on a stroll. He's on a stroll. He's on so, a stroll, man. So the biggest thing I will say is with um, – I'm just kind of like going along to, to make sure we can see how, how progression it is. At this moment now, we're now – flip through to a jail. We now go up to someone realizing that this is a prisoner, someone who's in prison in jail, yes. and realizing that this is someone um, we have to keep an eye on. A, a lot of people's security are following. Yeah. Sorry, we lost your, your audio, Rod, but I know what you're saying, man. So we, we you say there's a guy that got to keep up on, on prison, and he goes sorry about on. that. Oh, yeah, you're back. Sorry okay, about cool. That. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. You know, I'll be, I'll be real and talk. Uh, my headphones are also set to my phone, so phones start ringing, and I'm like, uh, 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 We are so first in technology. You know, holy cow, we got that. Okay, so what I was about to say is that um, uh, the last thing I said was about to be changed the scenes now. So now. Right, with the Roscoe is outside. He's about to take off, whatever the case would be. Now we flip to a scene, and now we just see there's a guy who's basically looks like he's in a. From the inner appearance, this guy seems like he's in a in a loft. He's just like casually just chilling, watching TV, and all right. so, so forth. And you realize that the scene pulls back, realizes the camera on him, and you pull back further, and you see there's armed guards outside. So basically, people are. He's being either watched or secure. Or people are just, you know, watching or securing the perimeter. So we don't know who this person is. But the one of the things he said, you know what? It's about time I start to talk now. What? Yeah, I got some explaining to tell you guys. And that's how we end off episode one. Oh, yeah. So now you start to realize that this, this character is, who is this guy? The last scene, the last page we have of this, this character going, who is this guy? So we're going to hear more about him throughout, throughout the show. The show. Well, that is the show. Through the books, become a show. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. We'll hear some more about him, but that's basically to give you an understanding. I just wanted to definitely say that point of the speed, just to give you a clarity on how how thought out Mark Miller put into this, 
Yes. And it, for me, being a technical person as I am, when I realized from where he was to that, I'm like, okay, that's my base for how fast he's going to be going. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And he even touches more on it later on. So like as Rob was saying, that's, that's, that's pretty much issue one. Like, you know, he goes back, he deals with, um, you know, the, the drug dealer um, that, you know, that set him up and, and they have that confrontation. And it's fun to watch. It's really fun. But you realize it's still, mm-hmm. Roscoe's mm-hmm. not a bloodthirsty person, right? He's really smart. Like when I say smart, I mean, that whole scene is, you know, uh, he gets there, he, he confronts him and it's like, oh man, you got out? It's like, yeah, I got out early. By the way, got some stuff to deal with. So, you know, the guy's bodyguards get up, they pull guns on him and he goes, yeah, whatever. Next thing you know, they're on, the, they're on the floor tied up and the guns are on the floor and bullets are just coming out of it. You know, another guy pulls a gun on him, you know, and pulls the trigger and you see Roscoe dropping all the bullets because he took the bullets out of the gun before the guy even pulled the gun out of his, out of the holster, you know. Uh, Ooh, my bad, sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Roscoe turned around and he, he got the drug dealer's computer and he transferred uh, all his money that he had in his accounts online to drug charities and rehab clinics. So he yes. gave away millions of dollars. Then he turned around and it's like, Oh, by the way, while I was on the computer, I canceled all the insurance on all your, on your buildings, on this building and another building. He's like, you canceled my insurance. Yeah. Can you guess why? Do I smell gasoline? Where'd that come from? Click, click. And you see Roscoe with a lighter next panel. Roscoe had, he moved so quick that everybody in this bar and it's a bar, you know, he got, he didn't have a lighter he went got a lighter came back he evacuated everyone inside there before the place even caught on fire so by the time he hit the lighter and it started to drop he got everyone out and the building was engulfed in flames and he's like yeah we're even you left me with nothing and roscoe went about his business so he's not bloodthirsty you know i understandably angry but that was all issue that's just issue one you know but he's understanding that the the what's going on so you know, issue two, and, and I'll give you a quick synopsis. He meets up with his girlfriend. He meets up with uh, Chevy. Uh, he explains mm-hmm. to him what's happening, you know, and they come up with a, he came up with a whole plan. And his whole plan was in Detroit, a lot of companies turned around and made money off the people, the credit card companies, the car companies, right. um, other businesses that were in there that pulled out and they didn't, and they left Detroit broke with nobody to lean on, go to work at or stuff like mm-hmm. that. So he devises a whole um, Robin Hood scenario saying we're going to steal from the rich, not the poor. We're going to steal from the rich. We're going to give back 10% of everything we steal back to the poor. (laughs) And and that's the way it's going to be. And it seemed like everything was fine. And he goes, look, we have X amount of pills in this bottle. So he gave one to his girlfriend. He gave one to his best friend. He says, we have enough that's going to last us for X amount of days. The girlfriend says, hey, can I bring my, my little brother along? You know, um, and he's like, okay, well, he's always getting high. It's like, well, trust me, I'll keep an eye on him. Okay. So they go, we have enough pills to last us for a, a week. In one week, we have to turn around and steal X. So by the time there's no more pills left, we can live our lives, you know, comfortably after all right. that. And they all agreed on this plan. As it goes on, you see that, you know, he pulled the Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Right, Beverly Hills Cop I'm talking about where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, whose house is this? Oh, it's my uncle's house. You know, he runs them all down to LA. You know, right. uh, they go into a person's mansion because that person's on vacation for a week. So it's for, a, for a week. Yeah, for a week. <laughs> Everything is planned for a week. 
He planned it out saying, this is the plan we're going to do. This is how we're going to do the jobs. Uh, if any of us get separated because we're moving so fast, you might get lost with the geography. Make sure you have a map on you and yes. make sure you come back to this cafe. So if you get lost, come back to this little, you know, diner off the side of this little yes. road, dust road somewhere because no one will ever yeah. think to look for us here. So he was thinking yeah. that far ahead. Like he's really, he, he, he's being very creative and, and just making every, any type of access, not access, but any type of scenario he basically try to find an answer and try to find a plan for that. The same way, basically, like the diner was a great place. Like he said, there's no connection to that diner to them. So no. there's easy way of just saying, if God forbid something happened, they come and get, get, catch you. There's no way to link any of them to that diner. Absolutely so not. basically he was saying, give, he said, give the diner, like was, um, if I remember, was it two or three weeks? Like, yeah. Just, just to say after. After the pills are done for a week, you disappear, whatever the case is, and something happens. If anything, make it back here in oh, in three weeks' time. And we'll meet here at this day, at this time. Let's go for it. Yeah, exactly. So once again, very smart. And this diner is like, you know, it's off. Like, I mean, it's not a main street. It wasn't even in a town. This diner was like, like you're on Route 66 and you're driving for hours. And then all of a sudden say, oh, there's a diner. And there's nothing else around for miles. <laughs> Listen. I'll even make it, I'll, I just had a pure vision. I never thought of it, and I just had a vision just now. If you remember from Fast and Furious, yes. uh, the first one, when um, when Dom and uh, Paul Paul Walker, now I can't remember what Paul's original, what his name on the show was, on the movie, right. when he first time was saying, Dom, I need to make money like you. What are you talking about? When they're in the little cafe, a little, little oh, where, diner where, on the side of the road. to work, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, you know, just like, I want to make money like you. Same way, off the beat is just pure. Like, there's no chance for anybody to make a connection to. No, sorry, I just, I just thought that. It's no, you're right. You're like, right, though. Now it it, makes it's sense just like a little shack. It's got a little park bench, and then across the street, <laughs> it, it's just got the, the, ocean. the ocean there. That's that's it. That, that, that's and there's it. mountains. That's it. Yeah. You know. So sorry you get into that. So you know, you got the crew together. You see how it is. So you know, you got him as the leader. You got yeah. his girlfriend in there, and she's she's more of a the the the, the he. He, his moral compass is still there, but he's really thinking more, uh, merit, uh, uh, you know, uh, money and stuff like that. But, you know, is, is meritalistic. Oh my God, I'm mar, 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 materialistic. Thank you very much. The big lips getting away, and yes. and she's more conscious with, um, you know, social conscious. Right. Right. You know, Chevy. Pff, man, it's all about ducats and dollars. <laughs> all it is. Oh, it's all it is is dollars, 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 dollars. I mean, Chevy could be a, a rapper. So, and then you got his, his, you know, he's got that mentality. You got, when I say rapper, I'm just talking, you know, all bling, flashy. And then, uh, and it starts off that way, right? But mm -hmm. so they go in there, you see how they do a couple of jobs and they start robbing from certain banks because the banks are owned by these corporations or that's where the corporations are investing their money, I should say. Um, and, and the bank jobs are funny, but to show you how fast they can run is, okay, clearly, obviously across the land, it, it took him, four minutes to run from one coast to the other yeah right while running four minutes from coast to coast they had enough time to stop because the girlfriend had to pee and then they all decided to eat i think it was like a taco bell or something like that and they yeah. ate everything off the menu and then they were so it wasn't like a straight run it was a run oh i gotta pee okay let's have lunch okay and then they're running and then he passed the indie track like you know indie racers uh, yes. a race was going on and they ran onto the track and he's on the top of a, during a race, the race is going, he gets on top of an Indy car. You know, it's gotta be doing about 200 kilometers or, or more than that an hour. Yeah. He's on there and his boy gets on the front of the car on the fin and he's taking pictures and he's posing like, what, what? <laughs> 
you know? Crazy. Crazy. I mean, I watched... the best. It's the ultimate road trip. That's really what it is. It was well, the ultimate it. road trip. That's so it it, it's four minutes with all this stuff going on. And in there, they get to, you know, run on water. Like, literally run on... Like, Remo Williams. If you know Remo, Remo Williams, good on you. But run Panwata. That's always been a running joke within the group, right? Run Panwata. Remo Williams. How am I supposed to get there? Run on water. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I, gotta, now I have to go back and look for Remo. Oh, my goodness. Come on, Sorry. man. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's a classic. Like, it's, 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 a deep classic. it's a deep hole. It's a deep hole. Very few people remember Remo. Oh. Remo Williams, man. Run pun water. Excuse Master. You heard what I said. We need to make a remix on that one. Anyways, we'll get to that. Go on. Right. So they can run on water. They can run up like a vertical building. No problem. They can run down a vertical building. No problem. At one point, they do a bank job. And when they're escaping, uh, you know, uh, and I mean, you see it before, but when they're escaping, they show you how fast they run. It's like, what should we do? Oh, let's give them talk, something to talk about. Because people know they're robbing a the bank. They just don't know who they are. Right. Uh, they can't catch them. It's like, we're going to run on the raindrops. Let that sink in. Mm-hmm. Raindrops are falling on my head. So as the rain is coming down, yeah, they're running on each individual drop like stairs running up it running across it like literally it's like mario from mario brothers sorry on raindrops okay so you you the scientific part of that is just it's just mind-boggling again no science Thinking of Mark Miller. That's right? deep thinking, man. Seriously, he's like, oh, well, Flash can do this. Well, he's going to do this. <laughs> so, and, and it comes down, like, really, and you'll see, so, run on raindrops. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man, this is beautiful. So, where things now start to go uh, awry with the group, so they, they find out, like, as Rob was saying, that mystery person, mm-hmm. right? He goes by the name of Mr. Springfield. Right? You find out he's in jail. You know, and bringing him in cuffs. He, he's always been polite. He never really spoke. He watches TV. You find out that he's been in this facility because they know that they're trying to do superhuman testing. So it was, it, it was back during when they were working on their first nuclear bomb. They were trying to make the, a super soldier. All nations. All right. nations. You know, they've had very limited success. There was rumors that maybe some of them had powers. Um, you know, so, and this is what I said, Mark bases it in, in real facts. So, I mean, real facts, real people, I should say. Mm-hmm, so you see mm-hmm. that, you know, Ronald Reagan was president. Right. And Gorbachev was, you know, uh, prime minister. Mm-hmm. Over, and the two of them signed an, an anti-super a super soldier pact, meaning they will not do any more experiments or trying to develop their own super soldiers. And then someone right. else joined in and, you know, so it was all against that. But he thought when that, you know, Mr. Springfield first showed up and people said he was just, you know, running. They put him in a big cell because they thought more superpower people were showing up. They made a division right. for this, you know. So the bottom line is during this whole Robin Hood era, things are going great. But then you realize, you know, uh, uh, rock, uh, uh, Chevy. No, not, well, Chevy. Chevy starts getting, you can see he's getting jealous because mm-hmm. Roscoe and, and Rosa. Rosa turned around and said, why are we stealing? Like, why are we stealing? He was like, well, I would have enough when, you know, we have no more pills left and we can go on. He's like, no, no, we, we should just, we should just stop it. Let's just go away, live our lives. And, you know, and they had a conversation, a good heartfelt conversation. And Roscoe was like, okay, you know what? Yeah, let, let's, let's do it. 
you know, let's right. all the money we got, let's just give it away. Right. And you, yeah, go ahead, Rod. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm tagging. I know where you're going, so I'm about to tag in on you. I'm okay. So then, you know, Chevy, you know, he, he sees how Roscoe and Rosa are, and he's kind of, mm, okay, whatever. And then he's out having drinks, right? And next thing you know, it's like, hey, you see on TV that they're seeing that, like, people are cheering them on. People are, uh, you know, saying, yeah, like, they're rooting for the bad guys, so to speak. Like, yeah. They're almost like antiheroes. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, out of the, the runners, as they're calling them, it's like they're giving away all this money, hundreds of millions of dollars. And Chevy's at the bar going, what the hell? Like, that's the problem with them. They always make decisions and they never consult me about it. They just automatically do it and decide for all of us. So he gets pissed. <laughs> so he, 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 he takes off out of the bar. Confrontation because the cops show up, try to stop him, you know, because they knew he was supposed to be there um, because of Mr. Springfield. Mr. Springfield seems to have a power of, you know, he's able to tell the future. He's like, he predicted the, 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 the the, you know, the nine next presidents that were coming up. Right. It's like a precog, basically saying he's yes. a precog. That's how they're, they're, they're considering him to be a precog. Because, again, when he arrived, uh-huh. he ran in fast. And then he said, told everybody, I don't have no, I have no speed. I'm out. I'm out of juice. I got nothing. So they assumed a second power that he had was being a precog. Because, again, he's able to tell the next nine presidents uh, who won the baseball series and, and, and all that type of scenario. So he was like, yeah, it's, uh, there's nothing special about you, Mr. Springfield. Yeah, I know. Don't worry about it. We'll talk to him in 30 years. What? Don't worry about it. You didn't hear him say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly what it was. Exactly. So, you know, Chevy goes up and that starts the confrontation between all of them. Right. So mm-hmm. what happens is Chevy and baseball. So I didn't talk much about, uh, the younger brother. Baseball. Yeah. We're going to get to him. Yeah. So they're saying, look, if someone made the pills, someone had to be out there making more. There's got to be more pills. We don't want to give up like Roscoe and Ross and Rose are saying. We want to keep this speed and keep it going. We want to live this lifestyle as long as we can. So those two start a kind of side deal and start looking everywhere. So they go looking um, at, you know, uh, Area 51, right. right? Oh, yeah, that was funny. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And, and poor baseball. He gets in there. He runs around. He goes, oh, man, I ran around Area 51. It's nothing but a warehouse. There's no aliens. There's no space age technology. There's nothing. He goes, I didn't find any more of this drug, the MPH. Um, so he decides to go over to um, uh, the White House. The White House, yep. And he goes through the Orville office, and he's there tearing it all apart, looking at people's papers, and realizes that, hey, they have a plan to kind of stop us. <laughs> Good luck with that. And then the woman goes, what are you doing? And looked him right in the face. And he was like, uh, you can see me? Because usually he's too fast for anyone to notice. And that's when it hit in. It's like, holy crap, my speed's wearing off. And you're a black man in the White House. So Secret Service. Right. So so here's the scenario. You're going to break that down. (laughs) Um, For one, baseball, again, said that certain point. You see me? He's like saying, wear it off too fast. But the scenario with, with baseball, as Barry said earlier, baseball had a problem. He's like, you know, substance abuse, high, you know, he's doing drugs and everything like that. So there's a couple of times that Chevy, like said, are you, on, are you high? Yeah, man, I'm high. So he's enjoying having fun being high on drugs. So this is one time that he went to the White House and mm-hmm. he's supposedly just finished or recently doing cocaine. So that is in his system mixing with the drugs. He didn't think too much about it. Like, yeah, it shouldn't really affect my, my powers, my speed. But all of a sudden, he's now talking to the ladies. I say, I see you. Oh, uh, uh, you can see me? Yeah. 
So now he realized, like Barry's saying, now he's he's in the White House, he's making a break for it, and this guy <laughs> runs into <laughs> the bathroom. <laughs> And he's like saying, oh, snap, oh, snap, oh, snap. Okay, okay, what am I going to do? Oh, what am I going to do? So he's now trying to call his sister and yes. just say, yo, um, okay, I messed up. Okay, I messed up. Yeah, but he, d- he ducks into the bathroom. So he ducks into the bathroom. That's what I'm saying. He ducks in the bathroom. Yeah. Calls he yeah. calls his sister. And it's like, okay, I messed up. What I messed up. <laughs> it's like, I, but the scenario is that before he did that, before, before he jumped in, he was like trying, he was so frantic, running from security and everything that secret service took, secret service but he took instead of taking one pill he was so frantic he just and just chugged a whole truckload on him he just swallowed the whole bottle with whatever his portion he swallowed the remaining of that yeah, exactly so, so let's break that down so one pill without any other substance in your body lasts mm. 24 hours and he took the balance of his portion because it's only because it had enough for a week each. Right. So right. he took the balance of his portion. I think you, I, I didn't count it out, but it could have been like, like another. Three. It was like three, three, four pills. He Something just, like that. yeah. I'll, right. And oh, oh. <laughs> and next you know, he's standing there and bullets start, gunshots in the air. <laughs> Secret Service lit up that door like there was no tomorrow. They turned that thing into Swiss cheese. It was, it was brutal. <laughs> I mean, that door got turned into toothpicks. <laughs> major, major. That door was nicknamed, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Master. It was Splinter. Uh, but the most hilarious thing of that is that you see the Secret Service man kick down that door, like saying, okay, next, no fire. Okay, we go, we go. Go and kick down whatever's left of that splintered door. Mm-hmm. And all you see is baseballs, like, say, <laughs> miss people miss. <laughs> he's now his shirt is all ripped up a couple of times so it basically showed the amount of bullets that he had to dodge while his system was now kicking in these four to five pills back into his system so he didn't get cut as far as i recall and i'm looking no he, he wasn't cut, cut. Anything like that his he shirt wasn't was cut. ripped but he wasn't ripped. cut. He, so he dodged was just, he's dodging every, he was neo from the matrix <laughs> literally this guy's like you know fly planking he's just in the air plank <laughs> anything to avoid the bullets avoid the bullets and that's hilarious so yeah that that was the jokes but then he said okay i'm out of here now we now we're going to the flash we're going to the flash tv show run run barry run no no no. run baseball run (laughs) oh i thought you said barry run i was about to get up and start going sorry my bad my bad i sorry about that that's why i didn't fall for that trip Uh, i'm barry in a flash shirt Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) but then he just took off Bam. But the scenario that happened is that he basically was going so fast. The similarities, we'll just say it, the similarities to his actions kind of put him into a particular type of fast speed vortex, tubular type of time warp action. You all know what I'm trying to say without trying to say it. So you can just see that he's going back. He's just doing, he's running around to the point he realized, whoop, when he stopped, he woke up, he realized he was, uh, he was downtown, but not downtown in his time. He's downtown in 1940, I think it was 40, what was the number? Did they give me a number? Uh, yeah, they now. did give a number. I got to pull Yeah, yeah I think, you know, on the, on the next, on the next one, probably. So basically he was back to like 1940. 
Yeah, I think it was like 1941 47, or something. 47, like that. something 47? Like that. Yeah. yeah he, so he's a teenager. He ran back to downtown Detroit in like 1940-something. Right. Did I mention he was black? You might have mentioned want to bring up race, but, you know, let's put it this way. Back then, for a person of color, <laughs> uh, so he's, he's, he doesn't, right? Well, good luck to him. So the rest of the team doesn't know what happened to him. Exactly. They keep going to the diner saying he's going to show up. And then that's where the whole confrontation breaks out where you see Chevy show up and says, hey, once again, once again, you guys make decisions and you don't include me or consult me with any of the decisions. You expect me to do whatever you tell me to do. You should ask my opinion. So because they were saying we're not going to rob people anymore. And they actually said that on TV. So, you know, the news cameras and all that passed it. Obviously, they're not going to rob people anymore. They gave back the money. Mm -hmm. That's what got Chevy pissed. Chevy turned around and said, nope, not happening. And he robbed a truck full of TVs and all this stuff. I went back to the mansion and then it broke out into the classic, you know, you know, in team superhero fight. Like one right. person was okay. No. So you see Roscoe and Rosa are on one side of the spectrum. They they've gone from being materialistic to, you know, consciousness yeah. and, and not abusing their power. They've kind of gone back from absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. They were kind of somewhat corrupted. Absolutely. By mm -hmm. the temptation of the power. And now they're kind of going back on that moral compass saying, no, we, we don't, we haven't done anything. Now keep in mind, they haven't hurt nobody. They haven't killed nobody. Right. They haven't, you know, they haven't, as I said, they rob from the rich, give to the poor, mm -hmm. keep some for themselves. And that's it. Right. Uh, now Chevy, he was always the muscle out of their group. It, you know, like good a, way of looking at it. Definitely. Definitely a good way of looking at it. He was the muscle of the group. He was the muscle of the group. He was like the Ben Grimm of this is a fantastic four with speed yeah. powers. And, and they do mention Marvel. They do mention DC in the series. Um, so if, if this is like, you know, the Fantastic Four with, with just speed powers, right? It's a Fantastic mm -hmm. Four meet Flash, right? The Flash Five. Then, then he would be your Ben Grimm. Yes. Right? And he, he wasn't happening. He was like pure thuggish. So he was like, nope, not going to do it. I gave up the lifestyle. You can't stop me. And that's where the confrontation. Now, the whole time is you got to flash back with Mr. Springfield. Mr. Springfield turns around and he's like, oh, don't worry. You want to know where they're at? They're at this address. Here's a, here's a picture of the house. Let me draw it out for you. Okay, this is how you have to attack them. This is the plan, you know? And he was talking to one of the guys that was his guards, and he goes, man, I've been working with this agency, you know, uh, like an anti-metahuman agency or whatever. That's not the real name, but I mean, it's something along those lines. Right. And he goes, I've never seen anyone else with powers. I always thought after watching, reading DC comics and watching Christopher Reeves play Superman, I wanted to see people with powers. And yes. I never did in my 30 years working, and now I'm about to retire. Right. You know, I retired a couple of days and he said, uh, yeah, I retired in a couple of days and I never pulled my gun once. And mm -hmm. Mr. Springfield turns around and goes, yeah, don't worry. You might, you might pull your gun today. <laughs> he looks and I'm like, what? Yeah. And he's laughing. He's not laughing, but yeah. he's got a smile on his face, Mr. Springfield. Yeah. So it breaks down that, you know, um, you got Roscoe, you got, you know, Chevy, you got Rosa. Mm -hmm. They go, they, they, the whole fight takes around the world. They, they're racing around the world doing yeah. this fight um they're trying to, he's trying to kill people he, they're trying to stop him and at one point you know chevy gets in front of mr springfield and that uh, agent and you know mr springfield looks at him and is like hey so uh look technically you haven't killed anybody yet right just walk away just walk away and chevy's like Psh, but walk away you can't tell me what to do you have no power i've got the power he's like you know what i'll even let the guy tear him do it take out your gun you know shoot him and Mr. Springfield looks at the guard and goes, go ahead, shoot him. So he pulls the trigger. 
But he, when he pulled the trigger, he, he missed him. And Chevy's laughing, saying, oh, you see that? You, you missed me. And then you see Chevy start taking off. Now, if you look closely, everyone is kind of frozen still, except for Mr. Springfield. Mr. Springfield turns his head and looks at Chevy. Doesn't do anything. He's just smiling. And then when he goes to hit, to hit Mr. Springfield uh, and the guard, you know, uh-huh. uh, Roscoe comes out of nowhere, grabs him, takes him up to Alaska. That's when they start fighting around the world and, yeah. and, and goes back and forth. You know, at this point, Chevy did turn around and he killed all the other soldiers. Like he took the other soldiers that had their, you know, machine guns, like M16s, and he took the M16 and rammed it, not shoot it. He rammed it through them to kill. He speared them with guns. Gangster, son. Gangster. Come on, son. Uh huh. Right, right. And I, I just thought the, the you know, it's like a lot of action, but I mean, at the same time, there's a lot of story building these characters on these five issues. And this, and this is with such passion. And this is this is what I'm saying that I was saying in the beginning that when you read this storyline, you realize that there's a lot, there's a good arc in here. There's a lot of this story driven. Um, looking at the dynamics of how absolute power can corrupt someone and yes. showing someone how with great powers come response, great responsibility. These tones are implemented and felt throughout this. So you can see that when Roscoe now realizing that it, he didn't let power get to him to a certain degree. No. He was just using that to, to, to better himself because all his mindset has always been to better for a better life yes. to be a positive person and be better himself now i have this power let me utilize it yeah for me yes and my friends yes but i'm not going to take advantage and and hurt anybody but no. seeing that the power now has gotten to chevy's head this is yeah. when he realized more of a solid firm why he needs to correct the actions that he's done it's basically do what he can do to amend and and that's basically where he now having this fight, him and Rosa having these fights with Chevy across 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 the world. Yeah, basically. absolutely. And and you know, so you see how both sides of it can see it. I can, you can see it. If there was a little bit of communication, then maybe things might have been different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Chevy would have come on board, but it wouldn't come out there. And then Chevy comes out saying, "Hey, it wasn't the big gangster that turned you in. It was me." Yeah. And Chevy was his best friend. It was me that turned you in because I thought that if you were off and in jail, that I would get the better deals or move up in the organization. And he goes, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I thought I would have a better chance with Rosa. That didn't, that happen. didn't happen. You know, so no one pays attention to me. No one looks at me. So with this, and then that was the final straw that once again, they made a decision for the group. They didn't include him. Mm-hmm. He just snaps. Saying, well, everyone keeps telling me what to do. No one gives me a, ask my opinion. No one, no one screw this. I'm doing my way. So when this whole fight is going on, they're racing around. Uh, they go around the world. Finally, when he Chevy shows back up in front of the, 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 the guard who's supposed to retire and Mr. Springfield, Mr. Springfield's just looking at him. And then out of nowhere, you know, um, you see Roscoe, like he was beaten down at one point. And then Roscoe turns around and he takes a bunch of the pills. Whatever pills that were left, he takes them all. And he zips over there faster than ever before grabs Roscoe and pushes Roscoe in front of the bullet because <laughs> the bullet was still in midair. It was still moving. They were moving way faster than that. And it goes back to what I said initially. If you think about, and that's the reason why I said that point to kind of get back to here. If yes. you think of how fast 
he was moving compared to the human eye. The book was in the air. They had their own finding across the world. Right. Roscoe had enough time to pop the rest of the pills, grab Chevy, and bring him right back to the point of entry for for the bullet. And um, that's in that sense. And again, how fast a bullet and all this action that we're saying happened within that time frame. Yeah, absolutely. So turned around, boom, he pushes Chevy in front of the bullet. There was no other choice, right? To save the people and stop Chevy. So Chevy dies there. But now Roscoe's going so fast, he can't stop himself. He right. ran around the earth like three times and he's getting more speed and more speed and more speed. And next thing you know, <laughs> he pulled a going back in time. You know, the famous 88 miles an hour. Right? He, he went back in time and then boom. So then while this is happening and Roscoe now is running, you get a flashback, you know, and it's now you pretty much have an idea what's going on. You get a flashback. And, uh, you know, back at the headquarters for that, that where they had uh, Mr. Springfield in jail for like 28 years. Right. And one woman turned around and she's like, wait a minute. One of the agents, she's like, hold up. Can someone please pull up the picture of when we found Mr. Springfield that night? I want to see what he looked like. And they pull up the picture when they first got him back in 1985. And sure enough, it was Roscoe. Right. It was Roscoe at that age. And then you see Roscoe run back in time, same way, goes into the mall, and then they're pulling him out. And they go, what's your name? And then it pans back in the mall. And then you see a sign in the distance saying, welcome to Springfield. Henceforth, where you got the name Mr. Springfield, because he never gave his name. Right. They, they never saw him because he ran back before he was born. Yep. And it's like, wow. Serious. Serious. There's a lot of good force thinking in this. So, yeah, I'm like, uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good, again, it's pulling, like you said, a good example of putting back here and back to the future type of parody and just giving that type of duality of life going in and, you know, you're not, you're not breaking your, you're completing the loop. Yes. You're completing the loop of time to happen right there. So, yeah. That was uh, that was perfect. Yeah, you spin me right round, baby, right round. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the biggest joke is at this point now, Rosa now runs back to yes. where Mr. Springfield is, and the officer, the agent who pulled the trigger and shot Chevy, mm-hmm. and now she's now looking like, oh my God, what have we done to Roscoe? Where's Roscoe? And 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 then all you see is Mr. Springfield turns around and says. I'm here. What? I'm here. And she's like, now her head is starting to go through the whole cycle of who this guy is and realizing that, oh, snap. That's Roscoe. That's right, baby. That's right. (laughs) Going back in time. Going back in time. Right. So Roscoe ran back in the past. He knew all this stuff was going to happen. This is why he knew about which presidents were going to be happy coming up uh, mm-hmm. while he's in there. Obviously he shows above average intelligence because he, he, he seems smart, but while he was in there for 28 years, he read certain books. He came up with all these plans, how, when he did get released to mm-hmm. make, make money. And even then at the beginning of the book, he's like, Oh, well, you, Oh, you want to speak? You know, you, you've been in here a long time. You could have left. He's like, no, no, I'm good. So he realized everything held everything that happened in that adventure close to heart. 
right. held Rosa, his girlfriend, closer to heart. She was his mm-hmm. sole motivation to say, I had to be patient. I had to slow down. Right. So that is romantic in itself that mm-hmm. you go back in time and you're like, okay, well, I went back before I was born, before my girlfriend was born, before anyone I knew was born. You guys have me here. I'm going to wait and I'm going to use my time. Once again, mm-hmm. power of positivity, pop. <laughs> the power of positivity. Yeah. And all he did was read, learn, mm-hmm. and, and, and knowing so how the future plays out just went with that knowledge and applied it as it came out. He taught himself a lot of stuff. So, so here's the thing that I, I thought about afterwards, because mm. we're going to get to a certain point of bringing us though. We're going to tie in the story just now, mm. but we're going to have to call these two, these two separate entities. We either going to say their name or we're going to say young and old Roscoe. Yeah. So okay. young Roscoe. Yes. Saw Mr. Springfield. Yes. Of course, at that time, he doesn't know who Springfield is, but I'm no. sure he'd be like thinking, you know, you look like somebody, but of course he's in the middle of fighting and, you know, trying to save his life and, you know, being chased down by the government and stuff like that. So yeah. He has no time to think about it. No, no, but, but I'm thinking that when he ran back in time mm-hmm. and got himself in this position, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm wondering if he now thought it himself out realizing maybe at a certain, they never, they, it was never brought up in the, in the book, to my recollection. Um, but I'm wondering if he had some kind of premonition and things like, even if they did something like say, you know, you look like, yeah, I, I just left so. it like no. that. No, I no. know. So if they did that, so at least now when he now coming back in time from 86 up to, mm-hmm. he probably looked at himself in the mirror at a certain point and realizing, you know, I'm starting to resemble that mystery guy and realizing, oh snap, that mystery guy is me. If right. it could have been cool to kind of put that, if we, if, if like, like we will say, if we're ever going to do, like when they're going to plan to do this as a Netflix, we're going to say when, because it's going to happen. So when right. they do that, I hope someone sees this and basically kind of remember to put something a little ad lib or something like that. So at least you can tie it in that at some point he was smart enough to think ahead that he saw something and realized, okay, I, I got, you know, when he's back in time and realizing that guy that was facing with the glasses, you know, that looked like my uncle Pedro kind of scenario, but realized, oh, no, that's, right. that's me. Right. You remind me of my you know dad, I mean? you remind me of Pedro, my uncle. Right. You remind me of somebody, family-wise. Right. Yeah, you see, you know. but uh, here's my thing. He was so distracted. That, and that's, oh, that's what, what I'm saying. Right, because even, even the book, they said, you can't attack them. You have to wait till they're totally distracted before you attack them. So the whole time, they were just really focusing on themselves. Exactly. That Roscoe, he, he, he never, it was more Chevy that, inter- that really um, had a dialogue with uh, Mr. Fully, Springfield. Fully. Uh, that's what I mean. Right. But but Roscoe, young Roscoe, never had never a had with old Roscoe. I Not know. even all he did was literally it was push Chevy in front of the bullet and he kept on running. He never paused, he never looked, he just focused right. on getting his ex-best friend in front of the bullet and kept on going. So he Fully. never turned his head one way or the other. So all he saw was two guys standing there. He saw one that had a goatee and glasses, and it's like, okay, right. whatever, boom, okay, we gotta keep going. So maybe when he got there. Because he never even heard the guy's name. They never, those right. two, young and old, never had a conversation. Well, well this, this, is, this is what I'm saying, that they never, like, he would have seen him. Maybe that's what I'm saying, that when he was pushing him. Yeah, right. At that point, if they had some kind of scene where he can, like, see over his shoulder as he's being pushed forward to, you know, take, Chevy's take the bullet, look over his shoulder and say, hey, that looks like my uncle, but I'm still focusing. I got to do this and keep running. At this point, though, like you said, the only time he saw him, per se, is when he put him in front of the bullet. But at that moment, he's still going at high velocity. He's doing velocity 10, not velocity 9. 
but we won't get back to that. Yeah. And just so, go forward. You know what? I'm actually looking at the, the book right now. And I see yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's looking at like, it too, right? There's, there's, and you know there's, what? There's, Even there's, when he pushes his friend in front of the bullet, he's running I, with his eyes closed. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if they had the ability to open, I mean, to have that op- opportunity to just change that scene slightly. Yeah. Because I think it would be great. Oh, that, absolutely. That the he can make, make the recognition later on. Like, he would, you can say that while he was talking with Rosa afterwards, when we we'll get to that point, that yeah. he can say, you know what? I thought I saw this guy and he looked like someone to me. But when everything happened, I put two and two together and realized it was me. And that's why I had to hold my time because I knew that if I stayed, stayed the course, I can, you know, it can work better for me instead of trying to escape and all that kind of stuff. But anyways. Right, right. No, I get you. I get you 100%. I think if you got to do that and film, it's got to be, yeah. a, you know, or a movie. Just to or, change or it up. Just to change it's, it. Yeah, it, that's that's where it's the update's gonna happen. So I, I yeah. that hundred percent agree. You know. Yeah. So as I said, so that's what happened. He runs back in time. You realize as a reader, holy crap, that's Mister Springfield is young Roscoe. He goes back nineteen eighty five, slows down, and and you know the agency put it together saying, holy crap, we had the original Speedster here with us in, for, oh, for twenty eight years, the whole time. Now the fun part about this is I know you don't get mentioned. He doesn't get mentioned much, but um, baseball. So mm-hmm. he went back to, you know, 1941, is it, um, in, in Detroit. And himself, he realized some things. He's like, he got there and he goes, oh, man, I have to start working. He goes, there's not many jobs for people, you know, uh, first of all, he goes, and he says it because I'm black, um, you know, uh, there's not many opportunities for me back here. So you see, he starts off as a janitor just to kind of make ends meet. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's a janitor, like a, a, one of those uh, investment firms or whatever, right? Like almost on Wall Street. So he's like, right away, he goes, um, well, I know what companies to invest my money in because I know what companies are going to be popular because of the fact of what I used in the future. So when you hear someone says, oh, I'm starting this company. Yeah, what's it called? Apple. I'm in. Oh, I'm, starting, I'm starting this company called Google. I'm in. Throw all my money into it. As much money as I can. Give me shares. Give me shares. Give me shares. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, and all this stuff. Oh, oh Sony's going to do a PlayStation. I'm in. Right. <laughs> Because so that's what he did. He went he went back and he worked just a regular job, and invested his money legally. And then on top of it, he and that's why he has named baseball, right? Rose's a uh, younger brother because mm-hmm. yeah. he's a sports fanatic. As he goes from day one when I was born, I was all about sports, baseball. I know the teams, I know the players. So he was able to go and take some money and put bets on certain players and right. know who's going to win what World Series. Was that sound familiar? But we will get into that. We won't get into the sports al- almanac. I won't say that at all. <laughs> Going uh, back uh, in time. Didn't say anything. Bam, 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 Going bam, back bam. in time. So, so yeah. here's the scenario. I, I'm gonna just jump into for that for a quick second. So, the the scenario is is that um, we only learned this um, after after three weeks later. So the scenario is is that now yes. Mr. Springfield was. Um, Young when they Roscoe realized when up. young Roscoe, when they realized that he was young Roscoe, like Barry said, that the lady who was at the agency realized and started putting two together, she's like radioing, yo, I think I know who the identity of Mr. Springfield. I think it now on this side, the gentleman who said I've worked with this guy or take care of him for the past 30 years in that regard, and I know yes. the personality, I know the character of Mr. Springfield. They say, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we know who he is. All right, everybody go and catch him. He's like, No, 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 no. He served his time, because yes. technically, he's free. He has served. He has he has served his time. He served he served thirty years for that crime. He's free. Yeah. 
Well, so, they didn't have him. The only card they can get him on, and he was supposed to be 15 years, so he more than did his time. He almost exactly. did double. Right. And good behavior. Right. So he 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 basically had a pardon in a sense. He he was freedom. So technically, at this point now, now Rosa is there. It's old man Roscoe. We don't have to call him, but mm-hmm. they still knew the plan. Because Roscoe still has his mindset on you know keeping things structured. The plan was when they started this. We said earlier, if something goes awry, meet back at the cafe in three weeks' time. So yes, three because- weeks' time passed, and now. Rosa and Roscoe are waiting for baseball because at this point they still don't know where baseball is. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. They have no idea where he's at this point. Yeah, no way. So it was interesting. They're very chilling, kind of like waiting. Like you know, he should be here anytime soon. Yeah, don't worry about it. He's gonna be. You know, he knew the plan. He knew the plan. We so good. I'm happy. I'm outside. I'm free and all that kind of stuff. And then out of nowhere, two gentlemen walk walk over to them. People walk over with a briefcase and an envelope. And, uh, uh, excuse me, are, are you Mrs. Cruz and are you Mr. Rodriguez? Yo, who's asking? Now, listen, I done my time. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm <laughs> We're not the authorities. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. No, nah, don't worry about that. Don't worry, son. You're good, son. You're good. So, <laughs> basically, at this point, um, it kind of, to break it down, and um, it's, it sounds like another parody, you know, similarities, but I mean, it's yeah. great how this was done, that it, at least it shows that you can't, monopolized on that particular idea because that's a great idea what he, what happened. So what happened was that the two gentlemen were representative for somebody, for their employer. And Rosie's like, who's your employer? Oh, um, it's Mr. Jiggy Cruz, um, the founder and CEO of uh, Cruz Ind- Ind- Industries. Yeah. And then Rosie just turns over like, baseball? So this is where we go into that, that Rosie received a letter from her, her brother and her brother says, sis, by the time you read this, um, yeah, I don't know if I'll be there, but I'm going to let you know where I am now. I made it safely somehow in the 1930s, and uh, then he goes into the storyline that Barry was saying, yeah. that he had to become a janitor to survive and everything like that. But he took the knowledge he knew from 2014 and utilized it to the best of the abilities, and he basically uh, lived very well with that knowledge and be able to like, not to throw off anything butter effect butterfly effect or anything like that but he uses he uses wisdom and realized that he asked for his sister's forgiveness for that and this is what i like too yeah. that baseball was also he realized that his actions was immature and yes. it basically put if we want to call it we want to say i sometimes it put the team in danger and put the team in a situation he now doesn't know the outcome of his actions after he bolted off from the White House. The last thing baseball would know is leaving the White House and ending up in, 19, in the 1930s. But he realized that his action up to that point was not the greatest for his team. And he basically said he would do better and be a better brother and try to live the life, the straight and narrow along that line. So it was great to see and read that the empathy that baseball had at the end when he realized that, oh, I done done mess up right now. And uh, I got to come out of this on all fours. I got to come out on top. Let me turn around and do things positive. So yeah. I like that as well. well I took exactly. that very well. So, I mean, he got himself clean. He got himself off the drugs, right? Mm. You know, as he said, by the age of 30, he was a millionaire and they kept right. on going. He goes, all my money was earned legitimately. No crime, mm-hmm. no shortcuts. He goes, I, I met a wonderful woman. Um, we got kids. Uh, and and he would drive by, so he he had a limo, 
and he would go by where he used to live and he goes, Hey, I remember going by and they had an older brother who got killed because of street violence. And he goes, I went by and then, you know, they'll drive by sometimes and I would see mom with our older brother and you as a baby. And I wasn't even born yet. And I couldn't interact because I didn't want to change anything. You know what I mean? Um, so I went about a my business. Effect. A butterfly effect. Exactly. And, and he turned around and said, look, I got all the money. Um, and prior to when he got the letter, I think when they got the letter, he passed away like nine years ago, nine years yes. before that. Yeah. Uh, finally. So he lived to like a ripe old age of 80 something, you know, has a wonderful life. He wrote this letter to his sister saying, you did great by me. You, I know you promised to protect me. You did. Mm-hmm. You showed me error my ways. You showed me how I should be. I changed my life around, you know, I hope you, you know, be proud of me. I will thank you. I love you. And I hope you take the time to come and meet my kids, you know, cause mm-hmm. at this point his kids are gonna be grown. Right. But right. please, you know, come meet the kids. Uh, by the way, here's a gift. And then they, you know, the guys are getting ready to leave. So one of them opens up a big, the big suitcase mm-hmm. and, 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 and old Roscoe turns around and goes, Oh my God, it looks like a million dollars. And the guy goes, <laughs> no, it's $10 million. Just let you know. Just you know, it's ten million dollars. We know that if we left you anything else, he would say, "No, you don't want it. It's all legitimate money, nothing illegal." He stressed that all the time. So here's ten million dollars in this suitcase for you. Oh, by the way, here's here's some keys. And he goes, "What's that?" He goes, "Oh, this is for your Corvette that's across the street. Uh, that your Corvette you had on your dream your dream board, and it's the color you like, blue." Dang, he got it right. Yep, and that was it. That was it. That was the whole five issue, you know, condensed version of it um definitely give it a read mm-hmm. and it, it's so good because i said what's it there's there's action there's romance there's dynamics with characters mm-hmm. um you know this betrayal uh there's time it's travel or super speed it was you know and, and 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 there was no like tights or anything like that it was just normal street clothes and what they would you, you get caught up in the tale and i i think mm-hmm. you know it's nice that not every comic book needs to be in tights don't get me wrong <laughs> but not every comic book needs to have people in tights Right. And and can be Joe average looking, and and this is how it played out. So I was it was a fun thing. Now, usually we always say, oh, okay, who can play these characters? Who can play these actors? And you know, I was I was I, I was kind of struggling which actors can play this mm-hmm. cast. So we're gonna turn around and say, you, <laughs> you, you out there, we're gonna put this. When we put this episode up, I want you guys to you know everyone that's listening, mm-hmm. throw in your pitch. Who can play these characters? Let's have an online discussion. Let's have a online discussion, you know, be it on our Facebook page or uh, our Instagram page or, you know, our uh, Kofi. So any page you see, let's have a discussion. Throw it out there, even on YouTube, and say, who do you think should play Roscoe, Rosa, Baseball, and Chevy? Who, who would you like to see? You know, obviously, it's got to be a young cast and, and a cast with some acting chops. Yeah. Right, and 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 then let's let's hashtag it and let's get it out there to Mark Miller. Let, let's get his. I would love. I'm gonna tag this to Mark Miller and see. Mm, that'd be nice. That'd yeah, be nice. I'm gonna tag him and see. Hey, who would you see playing this? Who would you yeah. like to? You know, because so far he did Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> nailed it. And <laughs> you know, he had Eminem that he wanted for Wanted. I mean, that's how he was drawn, and I would have seen that. So yeah. I'm curious what what his mind frame was like when he wrote these. When he wrote this particular story arc, um, and it was it was just a beautiful, beautiful ride on on that, you know. And I'm sorry, and I keep we keep saying Mark Miller, but also uh, Duncan, uh, and I'm gonna mess up the last name, uh, Fregrito, Fregrito, 
is the other co-creator. So he, Duncan was the artist. Mark was the writer. They both co-created this project together. Beautiful thing. I, I, you know, and once again, I like it. It was short, sweet to the point. Maybe we weren't short, sweet to the point, but it's short, sweet to the point. There you go. <laughs> Rod, what's, what's, what's your final thoughts on this, man? Listen, my final thoughts are this, that um, the movie, the, I'm saying a movie because I can really see this coming to life. Like yes. this is this is one of those type of storybook slash scripts slash books that you know you've you've read uh, definitely with the help of the illustration and you know just the artwork to give you that type of feel for it. Um, th- this could definitely be something. Like if someone has the ability, Netflix, um, you know any of those big 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 networks, they have the ability to put some put some time and put some effort into this. Uh, I think it definitely turned into a very good rounded uh, show i mean i mean i mean it would be a great short story if you want to call it you can say the short story you want to be you want to put it in a you can condense this in an hour i mean in a two-hour run or if yeah. you want to do it in like you know little 45 minutes segments and do let's say you know you can combine a couple so you could probably get like maybe a three or four out of it type of scenario if you right. want to do it a little bit depth um but definitely this is something that can easily be I think it actually can be translated to the screen very easily. Maybe not the big screen. I would like it, but yeah. definitely to the small screen. This is something that could definitely be screened and, and, and seen. Uh, I, I, I can see this being when people start to realize that not only this is a Mark Miller production that is touched by Mark Miller, I should say, um, they'll go back and check his other ones. Again, Wanted, Kick-Ass, uh, Kingsman. Yes. And <clears throat> you, you can definitely see the correlation if you've already liked those movies you will have no problem to put this on the table and say okay you're going to give it a go and i'm definitely feel that you'll walk away thinking like okay this can work this can work i'll update it again it's 2014 so technically only technically if you want to be more specific that's seven years ago six seven years ago type of scenario but you just maybe touch it up a little bit more modernized, but I don't see any need no, to because everything no, exactly. right there, perfect to me, is still in the same time frame that it could be acceptable that yeah. you just call it 2020, 21, 22, 23, yeah. whatever. I'm good with that. Absolutely. I agree. I think it should be streaming service, big screen, uh, not maybe, but definitely if he yeah. really has to deal with Netflix, streaming service, make I it four episodes, that. either a movie or four episodes tops and, and no need for a second season. It wraps up nicely. Okay. Then you get all questions are answered. And instead of doing another season, then they drop on a note, one of his other properties. The only thing, as I said, in, in this podcast, sorry, this podcast, like I said, in the last podcast, I'm going to say is starting your stuff, start in your stuff, do, do the Stan Lee. There's nothing wrong with, you know, reaping the benefits of, of what you put out there for us fans to read yeah. and enjoy. So, you know, put your face out there, Mark. I mean, come on, man, just, you know, just show up an episode, be, be the bartender, be the bartender to talk to Chevy. That's all you, that's all you would have to do. Be the bartender that talks to Chevy. Be the cop that are, that arrests Roscoe. I, I, I would I would say if anything, be the cop. Be that that cop who pulls the trigger in that sense that at least that it's okay, it's okay, okay. He serves his time. I've worked with this guy for thirty years, so you can see that the the building rapport between him and Mister Springfield. Right. right. Um, yeah, I would say if anything. Yeah, that, let him have a, 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 a not to say a re- recurring role, but have a role a that you have some chops, a cha- cameo, but you at least get some chops. So at least that particular guy, the, the, the bartender, he's going to be in one scene. Yes. But the other cop, the, the officer, 
Well, how many times arrest him? And when they arrest him at the very beginning when he has the the so called cake, <laughs> he's only that one scene. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't talking about him. Yeah, no, I know you're I, talking I, about I, the other one, the guard the, that said, the, "Hey, the, uh, yeah, the, the trigger, the agent, <laughs> the, the agent, the agent." Went, yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Because I'm just thinking, how many times he was there? Maybe like, he was on there maybe twice. Yeah, exactly. I think but, you twice. know, so yeah, Mark, start your way, stuff. Gotta be your stuff, Mark. You gotta be there. You gotta be there. You gotta be in your stuff, Mark. Put your face out there. Well. That's that's it for this one. Thank you for tuning in. Please mm-hmm. share, uh, you know, uh, like, subscribe, like. you know, catch us on our social medias. We'll have the links of our social medias at the end of the video, you know, and if you could donate to the channel, as I said before, that'd be greatly appreciated. Um, once again, this here is Barry 3D. Mm-hmm. I go by DJ Rod C. Ow, that hurts. <laughs> and this Ow. is the Iconist Podcast. Thank you and good night. And remember, the world here that we talk about started with an HB pencil, some paper, and imagination. Keep it going. <laughs>